It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Salt and the Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew, Mo, Yo. Danny. Aquí estoy. And the one and only Moo Cow Rich. Bring in the bowl. Now, hold on. What, what did you say, Danny? Oh, uh, here I am. Oh, nice. Um, or I'm here. Yeah. Cigar industry, man. You gotta learn Spanish. That's totally true. You know, uh, you know where you don't have to know Spanish? Cigar Noise app. <laughs> well, multicultural experience. Everybody over there speaks English. At least from what I've seen. Maybe there are some uh, Spanish-speaking individuals on that app. They're sure there is. Culture, so well, I'm on there, so yeah. There it is. Well, then it's uh, Cigar Noise is multicultural. In multiple countries, too. That is true. Worldwide noise. The worldwide noise. <laughs> and the Cigar Boys. Benedict Rich went on there and let them flatter him. And Rich, I, Cal, I, I'm going to call you Rich until we get this squared away because it, it almost sounded like you were entertaining leaving us to go on their onto their podcast. I was just that's trying how, not to break Tyler's heart. That's how I felt. Which Dan, you felt the way I did, right, Dan? Yeah, exactly. Okay, which which part made you think that, Danny? I don't know. I didn't listen to it. I just wanted to give you shit. I, I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Those were those are great guys, and I got I got through a little bit of the podcast. Uh, I haven't finished it, but man, that was that was a good that was cool. I'm glad you got a chance to go on there. Did you have a good time on there? I didn't get to listen yet either. Maybe, maybe. Did we lose Kyle? I didn't touch it, I swear. (laughs) (laughs) I told you guys it wasn't me. Cow and his headphones. I'm right fucking here. (laughs) (laughs) Hello? Hello. We can hear you, Cow. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, no, it was a good time. They're good dudes, and it was just like this podcast because Tyler had the rain going in the background, just like Mo always does. Nice. So <laughs> make it rain. It was super fun. But nice. Yeah, check them out. Um, so we did the cigar noise ad, right? And that that leads me to a question that came up earlier here. Uh, Danny, you said something about an ad that intrigued the crap out of me. <laughs> I, what, t- I don't tell us more. I don't really know what's going on, but there is a certain. I'm going to guess an online university uh, <laughs> that, and I'm not going to say the name because I don't want you know half a million of our followers to have my personal cell phone number. But apparently, the ad reads: We have two females and two females, five months old, exotic bullies. Call or text me at, and then it's my phone number for pics. So <clears throat> I have an Atlanta number, which a lot of people don't know. Um, and uh, they may be just a couple digits off or one digit off 
or you know finger fucked putting the phone number in but what they did was put my phone number in and i've been getting text messages about bullies about little dogs <laughs> for two days now <laughs> did you and, uh, did you check the website and see are they out of uh well the thing is one of the guys i'm assuming is a guy the, at first um you know, he sends me this message about wanting the dogs. I'm like, what the hell are you? I'm like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. You must have got the wrong number. He's like, okay, my bad. And he sends me a, like, he takes a picture with the, of his computer screen. So I can't figure out how to get to what he's looking at. Um, but holy shit, if it's not annoying. Now, I, I started to respond to people like, hey, I don't know what happened. I don't have these dogs. You know, I don't have... And then I just started saying, like, hey, so, you know, sorry, they're all gone. Like, just so they wouldn't text back. <laughs> and then now I feel just, like, seeing how far someone will go and it'd be like, yeah, they're $20,000 dogs. You, you know, should. just see the reaction of, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, no, man, there's, you know, they're totally special. You know, they're, they're related to, you know, the Queen of England or something. <laughs> but, dude, it's been, it's been kind of... Just driving me nuts for two days. Uh, so I don't know. I, I don't know. And I sent you guys the picture so you can see the quote unquote university that I'm talking about. But uh, I don't know how to get to that. Oh, yeah. It says 100% online. <laughs> so this is, I guess they have a thing where they can sell stuff or messages. I, I don't I don't know. Do you think it was a legit uh, a mistake or is somebody screwing with you? I mean, there there could be that, but there's a, you know, if you really want to screw with somebody, you don't go, you don't go to this obscure online university website. I mean, it's not even University of Phoenix. It's, it's worse <laughs> oh, than that. Dude, right? dude, dude it's I, like, I, this picture makes sense now. So that's almost certainly like a, a forum within that university, right? Yeah. Like it's in their internal right. website. So some guy, it's like a Craigslist within their university. Right. So if you really wanted to fuck with me, you would put that on a, on actual Craigslist or you would put it on Facebook, you know, something. Yeah. This is much some bigger. guy typed it wrong. So, somebody's yeah. wondering why he hadn't gotten any calls about his dogs. He's like, fuck man. Now I'm going to have to, what am I going to do with these fucking dogs? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, that's the cow I need you to. Uh, this is... What the hell's cow doing? Can you not hear me again? <laughs> not when you're eating the microphone. I'm not <laughs> eating the microphone. <laughs> Fucking doing the same thing I do every week. Quit moving. Now talk. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> So when I was going to college, our admissions department sent a flyer out to a ton of students, and then they realized that they had gotten the number wrong, and it called a phone sex line. <laughs> oh, no, jeez. <laughs> so, awesome. good stuff. All right, that stuff uh, happens. It does. That was probably on purpose. Probably so. Um, so speaking of weird things that have happened, uh, our buddy V cut everything. Cigar industry experience. There goes the microphone. Oh, cow. <laughs> you may have to hold it like in front of you or something. Like, I'm not moving. Say it again, I cow. Heard a sweater. 
shirt a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Yeah, it does. All right, maybe maybe plug it and unplug it out of your phone or something. You got a you got a yeah, blanket covering you again. up. <laughs> you know, like you used to do with Nintendo, take out the cartridge and yeah. blow in it, put it back. Yeah. All right, I'll I'll get to blowing. <laughs> ask ask the question before you do that. Uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be blow time over here. Uh, but speaking of weird things that have happened, right? Our buddy V Cut Everything wants to know what has been your weirdest cigar industry experience. <laughs> Mo, okay. yeah, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm trying stuff to think. We can't talk about. Here comes the Fifth Amendment. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm trying to think of something that that doesn't make anybody look bad. That is a personal story. So there was, I'll go. There was this time, and this is just, uh, I'm just going to tell it. So at a local <laughs> shop, it doesn't have anything to do with me, but I was there at the time. So I guess some drunk ass thought it was funny when all that stuff was going around. But they, in the bathroom, guy's bathroom, there's a urinal and there's a toilet. And then they have like a stack uh, of toilet paper, like, I don't know, 10 of them, say. Stacked up in like a little holder. Somebody decides it's funny to go in there and pee on everything. Oh, in the geez. bathroom. Yes. And ruin the night for everyone. But uh, I don't know if it was some drunk person. That, I mean, you never know who did it. But yeah. What the hell? Why do people do shit like that? And I guess that's that's the atmosphere because it it's not just a cigar shop. It's a bar. So... Mm. Yeah. It was probably somebody that was just there drinking or had been brought there with somebody else and had already been hammered from some other place, but it ain't cool. <laughs> shit, shit, the fan. It, it did. <sighs> Weirdest this hit the toilet paper. Weirdest cigar industry experience. I can tell you what always. Well, I'm trying to think. No, that would be the weirdest. That's one. normal. Like weird that we didn't enjoy, or weird that we didn't. Yeah, enjoy? yeah, I know. I guess that. Yeah, I'm trying to. Oh, you know, what actually, was a really cool experience. Okay, here's one that I didn't expect to happen. Um, do you Is guys it cool know? or weird? No, it's not weird. It's actually really cool, but it just happened. So we're not going to go with weird. <laughs> I'm going to change the question and make it. Um, oh, do you guys, well, then perfect. <laughs> uh, I so I, I had like this tasting at a shop in San Diego this past week, um, and do you guys know who Shorty Rossi is? Yeah. Who's on that show Pit Boss or whatever? Yeah. With the, yeah. So he comes in, and we end up hanging out for like three hours. And this He's a huge dude, cigar guy, huge cigar guy, and well, not literally. He's well, actually a very small cigar guy, but. Yeah, anyway, so he's he, a little person. Um, so man, I got to talking to him for a few hours and just fascinating. I mean, he really, I think he did his first cigar with AJ Fernandez, right? Like 10 years ago. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I know it was AJ. I, I don't know the years, but I met him at Cigar Fest one year. Like yeah. that, that was the first time I met him. And that must've been five, six years ago now. Right. The first time I met him. 
so for those who don't know, Google it. Uh, but he there there is a diesel uh, cigar that's called uh, I think it's like the Shorty Diesel Shorty or something, and that's his blend. And yeah. uh, just a really cool guy, and, and really been part of the cigar scene for for a long time, man. And uh, it was interesting hearing his stories, but that was cool. I expect that. But weird? I don't know. I don't know about weird. <coughs> That's hard. I mean, obviously, there are things that are like that you that you go through that you're like, damn, why's it got to be like that? But that's not something I would publicize. Right. Just to be honest. Um, weird. Danny, what you got, man? I'm kind of racking my brain, too. Uh, weird weird things that are funny that I that I can and can't say. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm... Was this question okay. from uh, V-Cute? <laughs> yeah. He's V-Cute. He needs to... I, uh, just, I just spit out my coffee. <laughs> he needs... This week, he needs to post his story. We want to hear it. Yeah. I'll I'll, you know, I'll... Sorry, go ahead, Danny. No, I'll, I'll, I'll take a minute to think. Oh, go ahead. Uh, hey, I'll say, oh. I don't know if we ever brought it back up again, but in line to meet Schwarzenegger on our Instagram post, there was a guy like two people ahead of me that tried to give Schwarzenegger cigars that we kind of talked about. Yeah. He's, yeah. One, he's one of our listeners. Yeah. All right. Really? Odds. Yeah. I know. That they're one of our listeners or that they're one of the <laughs> listeners and they were at the Arnold thing? I mean... Either yep, or. The other one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that guy bought his ticket as soon as Drew said he was buying his ticket. Could be. Probably he's, so. He, he, Drew probably didn't even notice the guy was like behind him half the time smelling his hair. He was <laughs> he was in front of me. I know, but I was, when you were in line. I was smelling his hair. <laughs> well, we've successfully alienated one one hundredth of our audience just now. He loves it. We're talking about him. Yes. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, so, I think, Mo, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I think the weirdest thing that, that really consistently happens over and over. So this is on a personal level. So like, when I, when, you know, you'll go into a shop and you'll visit people and then they want to talk about other brands other than yours and then sit there and tell you how this guy visited their shop and they had a great event with this other guy and then whatever. And then they'll be like, like okay, so what do you, you know? And they're like, yeah, we're not really bringing anything in right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so let me get this straight. You know, um, that's like the weirdest thing to me, man. Not yeah. weird maybe, but that happens all the time. Not all. Yeah, it happens. It happens more than I would like it to. But wait, um, you just want to go to shops and hang out, right? You don't want to make any money off it. No, no. Uh, I guess here's an, here's something I was talking to about uh, or talking about with some other guys the other day. And I said, you know, I really just don't understand how anybody in this business could be arrogant. It's fucking humbling. I mean, 
you're literally getting rejected nonstop all the time. I mean, I, I, at least I'm, when you're when you're small, I don't know, but even big guys do too. I mean, Danny, you know, Romacraft's not in every single humidor across the country, right? Oh, for sure. And you it, know, you guys get uh, said no to and stuff like that. So it's just I, even even as you grow you're still going to have the people that don't want your stuff or don't want to deal with you or, or your rep or whatever. And they just won't bring you into the humidor. So I, I guess I, it just, I always wonder that, like, how could you, how could anybody in this business be arrogant? Uh, it happens. Cause they, but I, yeah, they, hit, yeah, they hit a certain level of success or they think they've hit a certain level of success. Or they're using social media to gauge your success. Yep. As opposed to dollar number, you know, dollar right. figures here. Um, and um, even then, like, when you hit certain dollar amounts, I think you need to be even more humble, right? Just know, like, you got more to lose now. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, for sure. You know, that's the one thing about this industry where, where it traps a lot of people. From from manufacturers to reps to you know idiots that have podcasts and stuff, it's that <laughs> they like at some level all want a certain amount of recognition, right? Like sure. they want to be they want to be a famous cigar rep in the most remote locate you know states possible, <laughs> right? Like like total total for your four states that you cover, there's. 23 stores you're not going to be super famous right but um you know they there's a lot of guys that think their shit doesn't stink because they are their reps or you know they or they they want they want it to come off that way right like they're living a much better life than they actually are um it's it's a tough life and i've and i've said this time and time and time again anybody that thinks that a rep's job is easy or glamorous, think again. It's not. Yeah. It's fucking brutal. It's really tough. Yeah. yeah, like if you could go live on Instagram or something and <clears throat> post the 30-minute drive in between shops and traffic and cussing people out and eating in your car mm-hmm. and then going into the store <laughs> and having this discussion and seeing how your product's all fucked up on the shelf and then you got to go fix it. You got to talk to them or something, you know. Completely, you know, they would probably watch like two shops and be like, "All right, I can't do this shit anymore." Right, and then, yeah, and then like, uh, you know, and then for for like a traveling rep, most of the time, it's like, "Okay, cool, I'm done with this uh, this Texas trip. Now let me go grab all my receipts and scan them and send, submit them and get hope I get reimbursed sooner than later." And you know, it's like there's a lot of like, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of that shit. And then biggest thing is you got to smile the whole time, right? And then you got yeah, you got an you got an event, and this and that, and you're, you know. But uh, yeah, we could be we could be doing a lot harder work for less money, though. I, I'll admit, you know, I'll admit that. Yep. Cow. Drew. What? I got my weird story though. Let's hear it. Do it. So. It was really weird because uh, I had this I had this guy that you know we're we're buddies and he's in the he's in the cigar industry. Anywhere 
And I'm like, hey, man, I'm coming into your town. I just want to say what's up. Let's just hook up for a night. Cigars on me, whatever. And then the first night, he was like, oh, man, I can't make it. I'm like, dude, I totally understand. But tomorrow we're doing it. I'm like, okay, that's totally cool. <laughs> oh, I see where this is going. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, hey, man, I'm at your schedule. You just let me know what time you get ready. And then no. That's not how it happened. That's not how it, ha- that's not how it happened at all. I, I was like, what well, a, let me know. What a dickless person is. Story, so. Huh? I was only there for my half of the story. You, you, <laughs> you're taking pictures at Wrigley Field. You're, uh, I was an you're in the showers waiting for Chris Bryant to show up. I mean, what, what did you want me to do? Danny, hey, to be man, fair, anything. everyone was only there for your half of the story. Yeah, That's no true. Yeah. I still haven't heard a reason, but it's, it's cool. It was just really weird. Like, man, I, I flew all the way to... Chicago to see your buddies since you were three years old. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, man, you guys got to meet this guy, Mo. I gave him, I, I gave him some patinas. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> I, bet I he, did. We, I, I bet he him, did. I bought him at, uh, I, oh, I, did I, you really? I took some. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I'm like, Hey, this is the guy we're going to meet. I want you to try these. I wish you the whole story. I kind of did. I didn't, <laughs> know how to give you a whole, like, I didn't know how to give you this whole spiel to talk you into coming. I wasn't going to sell you into coming. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Because, I mean, I could have been I, like, hey, my leg, my leg's broken. Can you meet me at Casa de Monte Cristo? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. There's, there's reasons. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, that said, Chicago was fucking beautiful. I, I keep trying to tell people. I could not believe um, how amazing downtown was. Um, and the weather was perfect. The thing was like 67, 70 at night or something like that. A high as 75 and it was like 105 here when i left uh, yeah, you but it was at just the right time oh my god it was phenomenal that's what she said oh oh uh and that's, that's drew's deep thought that's it yeah there it is don't ask cross that off the list <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> yeah. it's as deep as we're getting tonight Better danny so you went that's what she said <laughs> what's up <laughs> <laughs> so this was your first time in Chicago, right? Yeah, that's right. That's awesome. And then we're now you went to get pizza. Where did you go? Oh, shit. What was the name of it? Lou Lou Malnati's. New Malnati's. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was okay. I mean, um, they fucked up. They fucked up our pizza. Um, they fucked it up, or you just fucked it up? No, I said we said, hey, just give us a pepperoni. Oh. She's like, okay, okay, cool, and it came with sausage. But it took oh. an hour for us to get. So we're like, nice. yeah. I'm like, nah, we're going to eat this one. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sucks. Then we went to uh, Chicago Cut right there on the river, which was pretty fire. Uh, that was really, really good. Uh, and I had a Chicago dog, which essentially is just hot dog with weird shit on it. But mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, dude! Yeah, let's talk about that shop, that member, that private member lounge thing. Yeah. Oh, the Holy hell, man! Yeah, I've been trying to tell people. Now it's pricey. Uh, your first year is like eleven thousand. Right, it's seven seven thousand dollar buying and three hundred dollars a month. Yeah, but um, it it was 
It was just sexy. Like, I'm going to leave it there. If you guys go to Chicago, go over there and talk to them. Well, try, you, try to get more. It's funny uh, because just so everybody – all right, so first of all, the Clayton is not a cigar shop, nor is it a cigar lounge. They do have a small humidor retail area in the building, but that's only open till 6 o'clock, right, I think? Yeah. Um, but that's really it. what – Forty-five percent of, like forty or forty-five percent of it is Opus X. Yes. <laughs> so they have, they have an interesting. Um, so the majority of the people that are members there, um, it's more of a lifestyle club, right? Mm-hmm. So it's people take business, have business meetings there. They, you know, whatever it is that they do there and hang out. And but the majority of their customer base literally buys Cubans, puts them in their locker, and. That's pretty much all they smoke or dab it off or Opus or, and, you know, some of that higher-end stuff. So it's kind of like one of those places. Almost like a Grand, I guess, a, what did they call that? The Grand Havana the Havana yeah. Room or... The Grand Havana Room, yeah. Yeah, something like that. I guess that's the best, the best way I could describe it. Yeah. But it's awesome, yeah, if you get a chance, if they let you in. But it's funny, the... the the thing is, most people that come to Chicago from out of town always go to Big's Mansion. I will be everywhere across the country, and people will be like, dude, yeah, I went to Chicago, went to this cigar shop, Big's Mansion. I went to Chicago, went to this cigar shop, Big's Mansion. Yeah. That is like the tourist cigar place for, for people out of town. They're from mm-hmm. out of town. Yeah, a lot of people told me about it. Um, but we went to two shops. That one was close to our hotel, and Blue Havana was close to Wrigley. Mm-hmm. So the rest of the time was just sightseeing and uh, eating. Yeah, if you're in Chicago, I mean, Connie, that, Connie owns Blue Havana. That place is awesome. It's by Wrigley Field. Great people there. Yeah, right down the street. I did, uh, I, what was that donut place I did? Uh, Stands. Well, I did, uh, Stands, that was pretty good. And then there's another one called Do Right. That's right by Wrigley. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's that some pretty, Yeah, there's some pretty good food in Chicago. Yeah, uh, I thought we're all overweight. Uh, not down there, not downtown, man. It was like a hipster fucking heaven. Yeah, I know. Everybody's working out, um, vaping, <laughs> <laughs> wearing their vans and shit. I, I was I was on the road like with the rep this past week, and he he took out his vape, and I almost I almost punched I him. I was like, dude, him. I was saying, bro, like I'm just gonna Uber to the next stop. <laughs> I can't, can't smoke my car, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Did you guys see the the big news on vaping? What? The flavored? Yeah. So the Trump administration called on a total ban for all flavored e-cigarettes. Really? Wow. Yeah. They want to run it through the FDA. And they want to regulate it. So that'll take some yeah. time. But you know. That's a that's a big adventure right there. Yeah. Good luck. Especially they give those things away, man. Those little e-cigarettes, like the actual, like, <clears throat> not the cartridges that you put in them, but like, you can go to 7-Eleven right now and get one for, like, 99 cents because they know you got to come back and buy the cartridge. Mm, yeah. So, I mean, there's a ton of money in it. So, yeah. I don't know. And it's interesting, too, because, like, six kids, like, teenagers have died related to this right or they think it's related to this and i don't know look at the stats of people who die from 
fucking anything. We don't ban the industry. So I think that's just really interesting. Yeah. Like, how many people die of cigarettes, right? That's like 10 minutes of people that die from cigarettes. Right. I mean, yeah. and that's that's like a that's like an American stat. Like if you actually look worldwide mm-hmm. on cigarette death or cancer, it's you know that's that's probably like every minute on cigarettes, you know, you got that many people dying or some type of whatever, but um, you know, cases of death by cigar smoking is still zero, from what I understand. Yeah, I so, believe it is zero. I'm not sure, you know, you you're still lumping it all together. So mm-hmm. sure. Well, and let's be clear that regulation and actual number of deaths don't seem to be correlated in any way mm-hmm. for anything. Right. Because right. <laughs> that's we shouldn't have cars anymore either. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Everybody should have a, everybody should have a plane and not a car. There's more people that have car crashes, but could you imagine how many people would die if everybody had a plane though? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those things would be Natural. fucking everywhere, crashing into Natural. everything. Natural selection. <laughs> you know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see the statistic on, and uh, Cal, feel free to Google, on like Lyme and bird-related injuries or deaths. You know, like those little electric scooters you can rent in like oh, downtowns yeah. and stuff like that? Except for downtown Chicago, which was pretty funny. But... Uh, I wonder. Else. They yeah, didn't have them in oh. Chicago? Yeah, yeah, but not downtown, downtown. It was like around, like once you get out of the downtown area, you found them, but not like actual downtown. But Happy birthday, Danny. Oh, thanks. Your late, late birthday. Didn't we do oh. this last episode? Yeah, I thought we... Did we? Did we not? I don't think we did. I think I was on the day after my birthday. No. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We talked yeah. about how he was a Labor Day baby and the oh, jokes. Yeah. And... yeah. I think what's worse than being late with a birthday is forgetting you've already said happy birthday. No, I just uh, wanted to say it again. So appreciate that. <laughs> and then we had the, the moped championships. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't make me edit this podcast again. Uh, so so uh, it looks like e-scooter deaths are up to eight ever what holy cow there's an average there are some no like eight eight people ever have died on e-scooters well you gotta look i mean these things are only about a year or so deep right like so yeah i mean that's that's the same as that's essentially the same as as vaping right and we're you know you're thinking one a month you know you're getting close to one person a month if you look at it, eight and twelve, man, yeah. I fucking love. I love those things, though. God, I love those things. I would never <laughs> buy an electric scooter, but I would totally rent. But you'll rent someone else's. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I've gone to San Antonio, and it just shrinks the city. Like I can be a, on one side of the city, I can, I can bird it or whatever, all the way to the other side in five minutes. What's it cost you? So it's like. Um, well, they get you because you got to do like a ten dollar deposit minimum. So you do your ten dollar deposit, and then it's like a dollar fifty, dollar something to get on, and then like ten or fifteen cents a mile. Right. And then you get off, and you got to take a picture like where you put it. 
Sorry, my inner 12 year old enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Take a picture where you Mo's going to have to mute himself again. Huh? <laughs> You're going to have to mute yourself again. Yeah. No, that, that'll be when Kyle is drew for a deep thought. 20-minute <laughs> laugh fest. Uh, <coughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's good stuff. <laughs> um, did, did you guys see that, that Popeye's ran out of chicken sandwiches now? Oh, my God. Yeah, all, all over the place. What yeah. a thing, yeah. But did you see what they're suggesting that you should do instead? Well, if you want to get the Popeye sandwich. Uh, they're saying that you can go there and buy chicken strips and bring your own bun, B-Y-O-B, and put your chicken strips on a bun. Wow, whoever thought of that's an idiot. Ah, true. <laughs> uh, it did make me think, though. Mo, when, when people say that you should release your broadleaf, just mm-hmm. tell them B-Y-O-B, bring your own broadleaf, put it on the right. patina. Right. Done. <laughs> yeah. That'll get people going. I I never understood like that who who would even approve something like that? Like seriously. Who thought that that was a good idea? Is it is it internal from Popeyes or is it just somebody that started doing that? Cow it came from Popeye's marketing. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that's embarrassing. I think it's hilarious. That is pretty like, fun. It's out of in the news, so it works. Yeah, exactly. Like let's say let's say a thousand people went to do it out of the millions that eat Popeyes. <sighs> you know, what you should look up is the the number of related deaths to Popeyes. Eating. <laughs> I bet you I bet you it's more than vape and e-cigarette. It's hard to but, hard to track it though. No. Did I send you guys the picture of the girl with the uh, ankle monitor on? That was at Popeye's one day. <laughs> she had to have her chicken. I will tell you this, though. These sandwich wars. I never realized how many Popeye's are actually around where I live until this whole thing happened. Then I'm like, damn, I don't even remember seeing that. And it's literally like five minutes from my, from my house. <laughs> sandwich wars. What's that? Sandwich Wars. Yeah. I'm kind of glad I didn't go to Mo's house then. If you're surrounded by these Popeyes, it tells me what kind of neighborhood you're in. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Drew, how many, Drew, how many Popeyes do you got around your neighborhood? Uh, there's not even any in my town. Yeah, see, he's, he's, that's an upscale neighborhood right there. Stop <laughs> it. You're profiling. They wouldn't, what am they I wouldn't let him in the fence. <laughs> huh? Actually, let's talk about this for a second. These like Chick-fil-A versus Popeyes memes and stuff, I mean, there are legitimately, like, racist-ass undertones in these things. I mean, am I the only one that sees this? I mean, I haven't looked at that. I haven't paid attention. Maybe, but I could could believe it. Okay. All right, then I guess you guys just go look at that, and then let me know what you think. Do you have have Chick-fil-A's around your neighborhood? Yeah, we do. There you go. It's not. It's not a. It's not a mean thing. It's just. It is what it is. Yeah. Nice neighborhood. You get a Chick Fil A and a Starbucks. We do have Starbucks. That neighborhood. You get Popeyes and fucking Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Dunkin' Donuts is a bad neighborhood. What? I love Dunkin'. But America runs on Dunkin', bro. No, they run away from Dunkin'. 
Marketing is correct. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. You are. Yeah, it's true. Wait a minute. You you think star? You're a Starbucks guy. I don't drink coffee, so I don't. Oh, really that's care. right. But I all I do see is uh, I see Uggs and yoga pants, and I'm like, yep, good neighborhood. So I'm walking down the street in the city, uh, not downtown, but one of the neighborhoods, uh, a week and a half ago. It wasn't even that cold out, but there was a girl walking her dog with a Starbucks on her North Face jacket. And her Uggs on. And I'm like, it's a little early for that, isn't it? She's been waiting. She's I mean, yeah, it's like, just couldn't, right like, couldn't contain. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I'll tell you what. I was, well, what's funny is that you were walking around a week and a half ago. The same time I was there, but you didn't have time for me. But anyway, <laughs> when I went to Wrigley, I had to put my sweater on. Because it was, it was nipply. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you said it was like 60-something. Okay, I get, I get quite, but it was windy. It's always colder at the at the at the games. I don't know what it is, but it is. It was, it was windy, so maybe it's hot. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. So, Kyle, I'm going to take this transition to the next one because there was something that I want. You know, we, that I said we were, we were going to talk about. There yeah, was somebody. Yeah. On, there was somebody on Instagram this past week that started talking about some of the people in the cigar industry. So this person recently uh, had moved down to uh, Nicaragua on a part-time basis. He does, he's not in the cigar industry, um, at least in a financially invested type of, of way, right? Um, so, so hold on, before you go any farther, how do you live in Nicaragua on a part-time basis? How does that work? So like He winters there? He, yeah, he rents a house. Oh, okay, gotcha. And so he'll he'll go there, you know, uh, few, you know, throughout the year. This okay. is a, so I'm just so fully above board here. This is a person I genuinely like, respect, and enjoy being around. Okay, so he had basically he had gone out and said, "Listen, I was here before IPCPR, and every single guy involved in the cigar industry and their mother is down here, and they're getting stuff ready." And they're whatever. And he's like, I've been here now for three weeks and I haven't, this was last week. So he's like, I've been here now for three weeks in a row and I haven't seen anybody. Okay. And, you know, and then he was going on to say that the real heroes of the cigar industry are the people, the rollers, the mancheros, the people that are doing the tobacco. And that the guys that you see traveling to the shops really are just marketers. Okay. And, Apparently, he got some uh, some feedback that, uh, you know, people weren't happy that he had said that or, or took offense to it or, or whatnot. And I'm just going to say this, that there's a lot of truth to what he said. Okay. The, the, the reality of the situation is, yes, I love cigars. Yes, Patina is my brand. But I'm no expert on tobacco nor do I ever pretend to be, okay? Am I in the process of learning more? Absolutely. But that process never ends. And, Kyle, you're going to talk about something to follow this up, right, that something you saw today and brought to our attention, so this kind of is going to lead us into something else. But Mm -hmm. the reality is I didn't grow up in tobacco. I'm learning just like anybody else. Um, So I don't pretend to do that. And ultimately, you know, we can't 
a lot more of us would like to be down in Nicaragua more than we are, no doubt about it. Um, working on stuff or just being around the process, and but it's it's tough um, to build a brand in the United States and be down there all the time until your brand is kind of established a little bit more. Then you have some of that more time, but it's a process. And and I don't I didn't take offense to what he said. I don't think he's necessarily all that wrong. And if you are, if you do own a brand and you're going out there and, and pretending that you're like an expert on tobacco, dude, whatever. But I will tell you from personal experience, I will tell you a quick Pete Johnson story. I saw him at an event in Chicago and I said, man, you're one of like the OGs, you know, or whatever. Like you're, you're, cause he is, we've talked about this, right? He was one of kind of the first non- industry guys to, or he didn't grow up in it and then what created a brand he goes listen man Pepin is the master right he goes I'm just a student I respected that secondly he uh one time somebody on Facebook had said what is it and then he goes basically I'm a marketing company right I thought that was interesting uh now Pete Johnson spends a fair amount of time I ble- I don't know anymore but like, I can tell you that I've been on a plane uh, in the airport, and I've seen Dion Giolotto. Dion Giolotto goes every six weeks to Nicaragua, right? Hmm. So it's not everybody, but there are certainly people, and, and he wasn't wrong. And the people that jumped down his throat, I'm not really sure that that was deserved because um, and the, the moral of the story is, I guess, just don't pretend to be what you're not, man. I mean... I had a vision for cigars in my mind and a, a taste that I wanted to translate for other people to enjoy. And that's what I call patina. You know, I don't pretend to be Raul Disla or Esteban Disla or Henke Kellner. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yep. That's it. It's kind of interesting in, in most places, right? The people who are the loudest are usually not the people who are the most knowledgeable. Oh, yeah. So I think you run into that same problem in cigars because it's a universal problem. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it. Danny, any thoughts on that from a another industry dude? Yeah, a bunch of thoughts. It's like, I mean, if if you have a if you have a cigar brand that you never ever need to go to the factory for, then yeah, you're kind of what he was talking about. Right. So if you're a cigar brand that has set up a company and you have a and you have a factory manager and you have a supervisor and you check in on them and you've kind of created this well oiled machine, then that gives you the, the liberty to be able to come back to the States and do your and do your touring, right? Or your events. Mm-hmm. Because that shit is super, super, super important. Right? Like yeah. Um, it, it, it almost doesn't matter, but you know, people want to see the principles of the brand owner or, or whatever. Right? So, um, but a real cigar maker is the person that rolls the cigar, right? So, like, do you own a cigar company or are you a cigar maker, right? Are you a, are you a master blender or you know, you know what I'm saying? So, there's there's a lot of people that just oh i own a cigar company but if you start asking any deeper questions than that then you're not you're not going to get responses right it's like they're they're going to be hating because they know 
they know their truth, right? And yeah. they know they really just have somebody creating a cigar for them and then it's over. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I'm going to so. add to that, like, my blends, I worked on them with the master blender. I never pretended that I was the master blender. I never pretended that I knew more than the master blender. Um, and even people that might call themselves master, I mean, you know, what is a master blender, right? So, um, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, if you're going into a factory and just – sorry, go ahead. No, go for it. No, I was going to say, I mean, if you're if you're going into a factory and the, and the factory has pre-existing blinds and you just slap a band on it, that's even different than what Danny's talking about. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you actually don't even, have to, you don't even have to go to the factory to get that done. Right. You can right. do that from your house here in the States and just, you know, make the right call and yeah. you know, get that shit shipped and get your bands made and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess I'd say there's not even any shame in that game as long as you're upfront about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody will be upfront be. about that. Nobody will <laughs> <No, I agree. laughs> Nobody will admit that shit. But, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Yeah. But if you were just like, look, guys, I bought a shit ton of cigars. They're pretty good. You want to buy some? Like, you know, cool. Bro, like when you, when you ask like some guys, like, oh, man, what, what tobaccos do you? And then they can't even tell you what tobaccos are in their cigars. Like, all right. Or at least like, yeah, well, right. And like, well, what factory does your, what, what, uh, what does your factory buy the tobacco from? <clears throat> yeah. Like that's, you know, if you're, if you're front that you're fine, you don't know full priming this and that or what farm it came from, but you, okay, where does your company buy their t- tobacco from? All right. And, uh, by the way, if you guys are going to front, that's a question you should ask <laughs> so that you can, you can, right. make it, you know, fake it. A little longer. Uh. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like when I when I was switching, like just on a personal level, I'm switching fat. I'm switching factories, as I mentioned in a previous thing. Like when I'm down there, and I'm hanging out with Skip Martin, bro. He's talking about stuff and like teaching me all this different stuff and about how the size of the leaf is going to impact on. And I'm just like, damn. But one of the things the guys at the new factory said is, man, we got to get you down here more so you could learn more. And that's what it's all about understand what you don't know and know. <laughs> spend the time to know right but even the shit that you think you do know just forget about that too yeah right like don't go in like oh i know cigars and i know tobacco and, and shut the fuck up unless you're doing mm-hmm. it every day mm-hmm. every day you you don't know anything about it yeah i know what taste profile i want to go to and I'm humble enough to say, I need your help to put this together. Here's what I'm going for. Yep. Uh, so that leads into our other topic of, of super humbleness. Um, so there was an article that came out on Ministry of Cigars, where they wrote about the International Association of Cigar Sommeliers. Uh, they specifically said that it's a scam. And that for a few hundred dollars and a few hours of your time, you can get a certificate that says you're a master cigar sommelier. Um, which, <laughs> side note, if you ever call yourself a master cigar sommelier, I think you should be somewhat embarrassed. Um, if other people call you that, cool. But if you call yourself that, that's that's embarrassing. Um, 
So then the International Association of Cigar Sommeliers, they write this defense on Facebook saying that, uh, you know, don't listen to this. What you should do is ask the graduates of the program if they thought it was a scam. They say, you know, we've got people like Henke Kellner, Lito Gomez, Hirochi Robina. They, they speak at our trainings, right? Um, and the program takes more than 70 hours of education and includes visits to farms and factories. So what do you guys think about all this? This is the latest, the latest cigar drama. Um, I think it's a, well, go ahead, Mo. Mo, Mo's a lot more, <laughs> a lot, he's a lot more politically minded when he gives his answer. Um, okay. So there's a guy in a city in the United States that, uh, has built, um, he runs a shop. Or not even. I mean, he he's a manager. I, I don't exactly know his title, but he has kind of built a reputation based on him being this cigar sommelier. And some of you guys might know who this is that I'm talking about. Do any of you? Um, no. No. Okay. I, I don't. Okay. Um, I don't exactly know what it even means. How are you? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, what does it mean to be a cigar? What is that? What does yeah. that get you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> what does it even mean? Like a master blender, you know what they're doing. Yeah. It's Somali. You can just like tell where the tobacco's coming from or what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I'm comparing it to a, a wine Somalia, it's like, it's probably damn near impossible. You know what I mean? Like that's... I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck is a cigar sommelier? Yeah. Cow's Cal, Googling over there. Again, I'm looking at their website right now. <laughs> Listen, and we've talked about this. All in, in, and I think we all agreed, if I could remember correctly, that whatever you taste out of a cigar is essentially your brain making a connection between something you've tasted before and something in that cigar. Okay. Yeah. And that's going to be different for everybody. Now, if you have a cigar and and let's say we've all had chocolate chip cookies and let's say we smoke a cigar and it has this taste of chocolate chip cookies, right? To us. Well, we've all had chocolate chip cookies before and there's something about that, the way that hits our palate that reminds us of that. But you can't benchmark and baseline a cigar and say, no, this is what you're tasting. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Stop it. I don't know if that was politically correct, but that's... The training covers, this is from their website, all the core material to become an expert on the tobacco industry, which is interesting because it's only about cigars. Uh, it also includes tasting and pairing techniques for both cigars and spirits. It was originally designed for hospitality professionals. So what what they should, you know what's funny? If if they just named this like Cigars 101 or Cigars 201, right? Like Bingo. This is an, an advanced level, but not call you a sommelier, it would crush, and I would probably endorse it. Right, because yeah. like there's a lot of people that think they know, say, Hey man, you should go do this. There's a lot of people that are super passionate, they have no idea how to get 
deeper. Hey, you should go do this. There's people that are brand new to cigars. Yeah. Like, hey, you should go do this. But for yeah. them to yeah. claim, claim that they're going to make you an expert, just, it's, it's yeah. bullshit. But I'm telling you, they would have a million more dollars if they just said, this is the dopest cigar entry-level class you've ever seen. Right? Like, Yeah. And I'd be like, man. Go through like, the different... Absolutely, go through the different countries, discuss the different growing regions of tobacco, mm-hmm. all of that. That's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep, that's but, the same thing I said earlier today in the chat. It was yeah. just call it something else. And I, I honestly think we don't have enough good education about cigars that's like available for cheap without without flying to another country. Sure. Yeah, because all the people that are super experts <clears throat> are uh, down there working. Exactly. So if somebody could figure it out or get one of those guys to sit down with them and come up with something good, like that's awesome. That's really cool. Okay. So now I will give you guys two stories about Henke Kellner. And if you guys want to call, if, if, if this is what you want to call a cigar, how do you say it, Danny? Can you say it the right way? Samoye? Yeah. If you want to call them that based on this kind of knowledge, you might have something, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But Hanky Kellner once took, there are two stories that I know people that were firsthand while they were with him. Um, one was a Regis cigar, and he literally told the guys in the room exactly what was in that cigar just based on smoking it. What regions, what country, everything. And what part of the plant. He also did the same thing with a Byron. Now, if you want to call that a cigar, whatever Danny said, <laughs> if, you want to, if you want to call that, that you're able to literally do that, I think that's what it Maybe. I mean, that's the wine equivalent, right? I don't Pretty know. Much. I mean, I would, I would call that baller as fuck, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. But even wine is a continual education, right? I mean, there are... It's yeah. not like they know everything. I mean, they're they're flying all over and saying, you know, there there's and and what's funny is because the wine industry wants that, right? And there's still only yeah, there it's not like there's a million sommeliers. There's there's not a shit ton of them across the country. Um, it's like and, less and, than three hundred. Yeah. So, um, the wine industry wants those people. Right. So they will fly them out. They will give them continual education. They will, you know, they want those people to, to be able to teach other people. But um, I've had I've had interactions with like three different uh, wine sommeliers and they're super friendly and don't think their shit doesn't stink and want you to learn. And they understand that you don't know. And, and they're there to help where I think that if, if the guy said he was a cigar, whatever, he'd be kind of a douche because he knows he doesn't know everything. There's, mm-hmm. there's too many, like, because you can do so much wine here in, in America versus c- cigars that you can, you can be an expert in American wine and make a living, right? It doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be Spanish, French, Italian wine. Um, but I don't know. I'm telling you, if, if, those, if, if anybody in that company is listening, you change that name to Cigar One Hundred One, the you know dopest fuck, or the Oof. you know the best, the best, <laughs> the best cigar in 
introduction ever. Like, I would totally be okay with that. Yep. They would, um, they would absolutely kill it, you know? Yeah. I mean, you cannot argue where a tobacco is from, right? If you, if you're able to smoke a cigar and be like, yeah, this is from this and this and this, and you could do that and you're right. Who's going to argue that? Right. That's definitive. No. <laughs> There's no room for interpretation. Anyway, just my thought and all of our thoughts, I guess. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like we all agree on that one. Yeah. All right. Deep thoughts with Drew. <laughs> well, that will be all. Uh, come on, Drew. Got any shallow thoughts? That's the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you <it> was... fucking <laughs> music. Olympia weekend. It was. Tell us about the winner. Brandon Curry, the 15th mm-hmm. man ever to win the Olympia title. Mm-hmm. He deserved it. Okay. Who came in second this year? Uh, second would have been... Um, uh, I don't know now. Uh, newer guy. My it doesn't Lord. matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, the first true. loser. Uh, first loser. So, so here, here's interesting. So this guy that won, and let's just, if we want to talk about brand development real quick, right, draw a parallel here. The guy who won Mr. Olympia, we're in 2019, right? This guy that won Mr. Olympia this year, which is, for those who don't know, it's a bodybuilding competition Um where basically the best bodybuilder in the world is, is named, right? And so this guy probably came onto the scene. Do you remember, Drew? He was a spokesman, or, or not a spokesman, but like a kind of like an athlete for BSN. Remember when BSN was yeah. big? And that was like 2000 and probably like seven or eight maybe? Probably was so. Was it that long or was it a little bit later? Yeah, because I, I actually, I met him at, I want to say his first Olympia was like 2011, 2012. Okay, yeah. So, probably so, around there, yeah. So that guy's been working on his craft for 11 years, at the least, to get to this level. It's pretty fucking impressive. And he looks like a giant Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can look at it that way. <laughs> you guys have a little bit of resemblance. William Bonek was second place. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that. You were. Yeah, tip of your tongue. Kyle, we had some questions from Mr. Marty Pape, didn't we? I mean, if you mean Drew just texted them to us, then yeah, we do. We answered right. some of them. Uh, okay, yeah, so we did the what sponsor would we love to get for the podcast. We talked about that. Um, uh, and it, did Danny and Mo meet up in Chicago? We so talked about that. <laughs> and Danny talked about how much he loved Wrigley, so I think we've hit all of those. Now, I will say, 
that I relayed the Lululemon thing to people. Yeah. <laughs> they laughed just as hard as I did. Awesome. Lululemon. <laughs> Did you what? <laughs> under armor? <laughs> <laughs> Nikkei. <laughs> what about what about uh, one thing you change or tweak when starting your own lines? Oh man, that's a great question. That's a great question, man. Danny. Hmm. What was the question? I missed it. <laughs> it was one thing that you would change. What is one thing you'd change or tweak when starting your own lines of cigars? I'm not quite sure what he means. Yeah, like you start your own thing, what's one thing we would do different? But your Mo is start, start all over. Mozart Mo's already got his own thing. If you redid it, what would you change? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Knowing what you know now, right? Um, you know what I would have done differently. Truth, I would have uh, I would have done a Connecticut and a Maduro if I could do it all over again. Yeah. I would have done the Habano uh, after those two. That's what I would do differently. A Habano so is fire, man. Get a, like a different set yeah. in the shop. Is that what that's for? So you cover more categories or something? Um, I just think that... How would I... It's just a lot easier... Um, how would I say? You know, it's just... A, it, it, there's really no way to describe it. No, I know what you're saying. It. It's just a fi- like a feeling yeah. that I have. Well, there's a. I think for for amateur people that are going into the shop, there's a major difference between those two. Yes. Visually, everything, and then some people uh, they probably can't tell the two apart that you have now. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So then they don't but, they don't know the difference. Right and. <clears throat> There are so many people that are married to this notion that it's either got to have a dark wrapper or I won't smoke it, or mm-hmm. it's got to have a light wrapper and I won't or I won't smoke it. Yeah, and it just it feels like if you were to cover those two bases first, um, it would you would probably get maybe a little, a few more people to give your brand a shot without too much pushing. That makes sense. But you know, the opposite happened the other day because I was in a shop in California and the guy says, man, my humidor, and you don't hear this a lot, like often, but he said, man, my humidor is so Maduro heavy. And he's like, I'm glad you brought the connect. Cause I need, I need more Connecticut's in the humidor. You know, and he brought it in. And so it's just kind of interesting. I think that'd be, that'd be, if I can go back and do it again, I think that's what, and then I would have, I would have introduced that mono later. That's probably what I would have done. Danny, you got anything? Uh, yeah, I, I probably just wouldn't have done it. 
No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> that too. I just stuck to my yeah. job. Yeah, you know that. Uh, well, I probably would have um, probably would have done maybe not actually released them, but I would have done a lot more of the pre-August 8, 2016 stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I was so busy with Save the Leaf and all this other stuff, and I didn't know the ins and outs, and I didn't realize. I like I kind of crossed my crossed my mind. But I was like, ah, oh, like, is that really a thing? And then comes to find out, you know, there's thousands and thousands of blends that are coming out before that date just to make it in, even though they never hit the market. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would have done that. Um, maybe a couple more, maybe one more size. Or you know what? Now that most said that, maybe I would do like a, maybe I would have done like a Connecticut version of the Voyage or something, you know. But, um, I don't know. I was I was uh, drinking from a fire hose, you know, when I was doing all that. So. And, and let me just say this: that in addition to my answer, is that in a year from now, I might answer it differently because I think that I've been doing this for a little over two years, and I do not know jack shit. I am learning something new every single day. It's a process. I'm not even remotely near where I want to be. And so a lot of these things, you know, I might say that today and then in a year from now, I might say, no, I'm glad I actually did that. Right. So, I mean, I guess the cool thing about all of this is that anybody who's been listening to Sultans, all of you guys have all been on this journey together. Right. In a way. And it's just starting. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, got a lot to learn. Always learning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, today I might say, I, I'm going to say, yeah, I'd rather, I wish I would have done that. And like Danny said, I definitely agree with that. But a year from now, I might say, no, I did, I wish I would have done this differently. You know, just depends. Yeah. Legit. So, that's what's up. Got to yeah. burn to learn. Burn to learn, baby. So we haven't we haven't talked about Romacraft enough yet. Uh, Danny, you guys just had a new size go on sale in Germany. Uh, yeah, the uh, Fiorella, which was a at one point just a, uh, a you know cigar only made for skip. You couldn't buy it anywhere, and it was kind of the unicorn of unicorns for us, just because you couldn't you couldn't get it. Um, is now a limited edition of the Wonderlust in Germany. So it's a five and three quarter by 46 Grand Corona. Um, the Fiorella band that people know before is the secondary band underneath the Wonderlust band. So get that. Um, that is an amazing size. I love that size. I think we talked about that on the last show. Um, kind of that Grand Corona. Uh, there's a German exclusive Neanderthal size in that. And then Anthropology. Uh, and the Cro-Magnon Aquitaine is that size, and that's actually the Cro-Magnon size. That size in Cro-Magnon actually was on Cigar Aficionado's top twenty-five a couple years ago. So, um, it's a it's a dope dope size. So, uh, if you guys pick it up, uh, you definitely you know will enjoy it. Uh, and when then we're releasing a new cigar this week too. Which one? Um, I got a, I'll be in Arizona, so if anybody's out there, come hit me up. I'll be at uh, Churchill's on Thursday, and then at 
Fine Ash, uh, which is kind of a two-day event, Friday and Saturday. On Saturday, we'll be releasing a box-pressed version of the Neanderthal called LH, Lord Humongous. It's uh, four and three-quarter. <laughs> yeah. Isn't four that and three quarter. <laughs> It's uh, four and three-quarter by 56 box, uh, and a box press. And it's, it's the strongest cigar we've ever made. Um, so it's pretty dope. So that's actually releasing. The first 100 boxes will be sold at Fine Ash and then uh, national release probably the end of October. Nice. We got to save one for Drew, though. Lord Humongous, the strongest one. (laughs) 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 Just ran. No, yeah, I got to I'll get I got to get some out to you guys. I'll start now so that you actually get them like next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh my bad. <laughs> yeah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. All right, Cal, what Good else? Shit. What else you got? I I, I was saving like 20 minutes for deep thoughts with Drew. <laughs> the fuck you were. Don't make me <laughs> don't make me mute you again. <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> Can mute myself. Thank you very much, Drew. Have you have you talked about uh, have you talked about your your experience recently in the workplace? Have we talked about that on the podcast? Uh, he specifically, said he didn't want to. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Some people might. It's interesting. Might listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. just you remember, no means no. No means no. Today we learned that Danny reads his texts. Mm. Well, uh, I don't know. The most part. Here's a here's a question for our listeners that I would actually like answered if somebody could give us some feedback. How many of you how many of you actually go to a cigar company's website? How many of you uh, if you want to try a cigar will go in how important is the re- like uh, if like it has like a a list of retailers that carry a cigar. How often do you use something like that? Um, how I guess yeah, that would be kind of my two questions. Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Asking for a web development guy. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, Drew. Speaking of websites, are we? Is the Sultan's one? Uh, it's still under construction, right? Uh, it's up. It's always under construction, but it's up. It works. It's a, a working project. It is. Like this podcast. Everything's on there except our old reviews. So last thing, and we can go because I know we're how, how long are we in? Oh wow! Okay, we're getting doesn't <laughs> So Everybody listening, stopped listening, listening 20 minutes ago. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, people say, yeah. This is like, an, yeah. Um, the bell curve of listenership. But here's the thing. And let me know what you guys think here. Okay. You <laughs> figured out already. Uh, no, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. Okay, so I'm listening to a lot of sports talk radio recently. I don't know why, I just... A lot of the music that's been coming out just really doesn't interest me. So I really haven't been listening to music that much. I've listened to podcasts and, and sports radio. 
Okay, Moe's 50. No, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Is it on AM? I, AM I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, how? well, first of all, Chicago has great sports talk radio, so I, you know, there's that. But first of all, a lot of the music coming out right now is about the same thing. It's about sleeping with somebody, break up with your girlfriend or boyfriend, I make more money than you, um, <clears throat> I'm wearing this and you're not wearing this. Like, yeah, we get it. Okay, cool. I mean, that's, yeah. that's thousands of years of music right there. Oh, God, stop it. So anyway, look. And I'm like, man, there's some really cool stuff that we could like learn from these guys and try to implement into our podcast, you know? In the sense of like how they keep continuity in a conversation. So I was thinking about that going into today. And I think this was probably one of the most choppy podcasts we've had in a while. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. We were really slow to start. Is it because we had a week off? Probably. Got to stay on top. Got to stay on top of your podcasting game. I mean, really. We're also pretty slow to end it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's very true. Got a super well, Midwest if, ending here. Yeah, if people could get if people could get past the first ten minutes of boredom, this actually ended up being a pretty good episode. So, well, what do you guys that. think that we could do better? Are you asking us or the listeners? Well, yeah, all of us. I mean, let us know, guys. <laughs> we get better as a result of, of you telling us what you want to hear more of or less of or whatever. Feedback. I think that yeah. that'd be awesome. Yeah, we need that. For sure. And the questions are great. Keep them rolling in. True to. All right. So well, is that it? think so you got more mo that's all she's all we got all right well next week thanks guys all right guys see ya cheers gentlemen see ya thank you for listening to the salt and smoke cigar cast be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms facebook instagram twitter Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at the salt and smoke at gmail.com Also, uh, if you want any salt and smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week.